Mmm, that's good. Yes, that's the sound of a brewed up new episode of Digital Coffee, guys. I'm your host, Brett Deister, so let's get in, let's dive into what's going on with the tech news slash industry. So let's first off go with Samsung. Now, Samsung, well, it had a rough year of, you know, phones not, you know, you know, kind of smoking, not actually working properly, just spontaneous combustion is probably the best word for those phones, because, oh my gosh, it's smoking, how did that happen? I just turned it on and used it. There's usually an explanation for it, so I'm not saying that that's proof of uh, spontaneous combustion actually happens. Uh, But yeah, so they haven't had the best year. Uh, Their mobile division is uh, hemorrhaging money because of this uh, debacle. But Samsung has... is considering or mooling around with the uh, hedge fund Elliott Management that only owns really less than a percent of the of Samsung about uh, splitting up the company. That's right, they want to split it up into two companies. Uh, one will be used as an operations operational company, and while the other would be holding vehicle for ownership purposes. And that's how they really want to do it. Uh, I don't really know if well this. This hedge fund management company actually has enough clout to actually get that through because they only own 0.6% of the of the company. But it is interesting to see that they are they actually want this to happen, and since of uh, constant threats that are being hit from Samsung from all over the place, they may be warming up to the idea because of just what what's been going on. Yeah, uh, so I. I just, I, I really don't know. I think they should just remain a one company, uh, just one company only because, I mean, really, why would you split it up? Why would you want to split up into more than, um, into more than two companies? I mean, I'm pretty sure Samsung has a pretty good reason for splitting it up or would have a good reason for splitting it up, but I don't really see the purpose of it right now. Just because your phone, well just, you know, caught fire and the battery exploded doesn't mean that you should just split it up because of that. There's got to be better reasons beyond just that one uh, point, but there probably might be other ones. The other political scandal, which probably isn't great, South Korea is going through a political scandal with their president, so that could be another thing as well. So it's just embroidered in a whole bunch of different things, but I don't think splitting up the company is actually going to, like, help those woes at all, but, you know... It really, it, it could happen. It, it might happen. You never know. You don't. All right, it looks like Twitter is now allowing people to create moments on their phones. That's right, you can now create your own moments and make sure that people may or may not ever listen to it. But yes, you can finally do it on your phone. You don't have to go to the web and actually do it, which will help uh, make moments probably a little bit more useful for it, but you can do it on Android and iOS. All you have to do is make sure that you add two moments instead of just share via tweet. And so that's how you can do it from now on if you really want to, if you're that type of person. If you're not, eh, whatever. I mean, it's just a it's just a small little update. To me, it's not that big of a deal. All right, there's some uh, interesting things going on with Spotify. So Spotify, if you don't know, is a popular music streaming service site that... Uh, 
There's a lot of people that like it. I have it, don't use as much as I used to. I, yeah, it, I, just, I go through my ups and downs with it. Um, but apparently they're going to be um, displaying people's questionable listening habits without giving their names. So they're, So one of the ads could be like, Dear person who played Sorry 42 times on Valentine's Day, what did you do? Now, this is a classic lesson of big data and how much companies are tracking what you do, especially through their own sites. So this could be a cautionary tale for those that don't like this and like their privacy. Or this could be just a funny little jab at what people listen to or what they, you know, kind of... Some of the stuff is, is is a little interesting. Here's another one if you guys really want to know. Dear person who played who made a playlist called One Night Stand with Jeb Bush, like he's a bomb girl in a European casino. We have so many questions. Another quip is to the hundred to the 1,235 guys who love the girls' night playlist this year, we love you. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, there's a little other light, funny ones with some peculiar ones as well. So it should be interesting to see how pe how people will actually take it and if it actually will work or not. Because sometimes marketing plans blow up in your face terribly. They blow up in your face terribly. It is just is. All right. Well, Durex, which is a uh, one of the most biggest uh, condom companies, yes, wants to you know make emojis to have safe sex. That's right. It has gone to the Uni uh, Unicode Foundation and said, hey, look, we want to make uh, some emojis for this. They said no. Uh, the Unicode Consortium, as they're actually called, denied their request. And so they went to their users saying, which one would make, it, which emoji would you consider to be like sex or would you be using with when you're talking about sex, and apparently the umbrella with raindrops is the one they picked. I have questions for people, because I'm like, it, it doesn't really do that, but okay, I guess, even a creative person, I'm like, I can't really see the symbolism between it, but I guess, you know, the eggplant isn't enough, so they're going to use that from now on. So if you ever want to, you know, talk about sex with emojis, you can always use the umbrella with the water drops on it. Like I said before, I just really just don't understand why they're actually doing that one and why that actually is the actual emoji that people chose, but young adults, that's the one they are. Now, it's great that they're actually wanting to promote safe sex because not everybody agrees with abstinence and um, the risk of having unprotected sex leads to, you know, pregnancy and other not-so-fun things. Uh, pregnancy could be a good a blessing or not. Uh, so it's always good to have options. Um, as always, there are pros to cons to everything, so choose accordingly to that. I'm not going to go into the debate between abstinence and safe sex because that's just not what this show is all about. But yes, uh, it's good that they're, that they're wanting to deal with this and talk about this. However, um, better conversations would be to have with young teens with their parents um, as well. I know parents can be uncomfortable, but that's usually the best way of doing it. But let's move on because I'd rather not talk about that anymore. <laughs> All right. Netflix is finally adding an offline mode. That's right. Now it only has a specific number of shows, movies, etc. It's going to be on the available for download tab and you can actually download those 
Now the one, some of the ones that are on it is going to be Orange is the New Black, Narcos, and The Crown. So you have, well, Netflix own um, shows, but those are just some of them that are actually going to be available for that. And there's going to be, obviously going to be more. You can also have offline support for iOS and Android apps, which is another great thing because most people probably watch this on their uh, phones. But yeah, there's, there's that. Yeah. So finally. Finally, Netflix has listened to all of us and been, when we said we want an offline mode, they're like, nah, not yet. And finally, like, okay, after a couple years of you guys saying it, we'll finally give it to you. That's kind of how I see it. But yeah, finally, yay, we can finally download it and not waste our bandwidth. Or we can do it on a Wi-Fi connection and then watch it. Ah, so you're just killing your battery, not your data. That's right. Yes. All right, now Microsoft has launched a new uh, app, or I should say app launcher for Android called ClipLayer, which kind of allows you, allows people that use Android to fix their copy and paste problem. Now, I never really run into too many copy and paste problems in general, but what this does is it, it exchanges the Google launcher for the ClipLayer launcher instead, so you do have to pick between which one, and then you can uh, basically copy and paste whatever you want from pictures to text to videos if you really want to. Uh, there are some uh, hiccups with it as well, some glitches. Uh, they it will highlight a full paragraph instead of what you want, but you can ex you can fix that with the little T button, and you can change that as well. Um, the only problem is if you have the Pixel phone like I do now, uh, that's going to be uh, that's going to be a little bit harder because if you exchange the clip uh, the Google uh, launcher for this one uh, you won't have the Google Assistant which is a really good one to actually have um, so there's that there's that now uh, there's that so if you aren't using the Pixel phone the newest Android then well you don't have to worry about that but yes uh, you'll have to choose between which launcher you actually want to use or you can switch between the two as well which is another good thing but if you do have the Pixel phone well I mean You'll have to you'll have to choose between the Google Assistant or this one. That's it, really what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, that's that's what it's about. All right, Google has finally well acknowledged that there was new cal calendar spam problem. There actually was a problem, and it says it's working on it. That's right. Spammers found a way to um, find a loophole around the iCal. Uh, of structure or iCal program or algorithm or it's more of a program or button and it kind of circumvented the spamminess of an email and just spammed you calendar invitations instead which pissed off a whole bunch of people because why wouldn't it because you're just getting spammed with um, scrupulous people and so you would just basically be like why am I getting this stuff I don't care about your knockoff purses or whatever uh, so that's what happened. So it was like, yeah, okay, there was a problem. We're, we're working on it type of thing. So they finally decided to say something. Google has not, I mean, not Google, Apple has not been the best uh, coming forward with their problems. The iPhone um, touch uh, problem with the iPhone 6 uh, has been something they have really, they kind of sort of said they were sorry, but not really. So it's another thing. So I wish Apple would be a little bit more forthcoming now about this and actually, you know, do or come forward with, yeah, that was our mistake, we're gonna fix it, not this whole 
well, it's not really our problem, but I guess we'll fix it. Being like, yeah, we figured out that it was our problems. We apologize. We'll fix it for you. No worries. That type of thing. But nope. Decided to do the other route, which is not the best route. All right. Are you not wanting to, for people to see your face when you live stream? Are you afraid of your, well, opinions being not the most popular, which is easy to have now? Well, there is a live streaming app for you. It's called Dusk, and it allows you to stream an uh, anonymously. And you're like, how does it do that? Well, first of all, it doesn't ask you for a name. Well, it will ask you for a username, but it won't ask you for an email or anything like that. It will ask you for a username and a passcode, and that's it. And then once you live stream, it will have a uh, live uh, blur with it. So when you record it, your face will be blurred, and your voice will be modulated so you, no one will be able to figure out your voice. So those are a few things. However, some intrepid tech people could probably figure it out and f figure out tech that could um, do something with that. But yes, this is a way of doing it. Now, people that are more leaning left would probably say, hey, look, uh, how is this going to deal with bullying and blah, 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 blah. Okay, first of all, look it. It's bullying. It's going to happen. We are humans. We don't like each other sometimes. That's just the human nature of us. I get it. There should be some decorum, and I'm not saying anything against that. However, we have to understand that people have difference of opinions, and shouting out hate speech and whatever, and, and, and cyberbullying, and not understanding that you, the person that are being cyberbullied, have the option of leaving, should just leave. Just just deactivate your account from your phone so you don't get any notifications or just turn them off and just leave. Leave for a while. If you leave for a bit, they'll go on to another target. That's just how it is. Targets are that. However, with Dust, there also is some anti-bullying or moderation features as well so you can uh, get rid of the trolls and get rid of some of the words, the profanity filter as well if you want to. So there's that as well. So they are trying to uh, be more forthcoming with it. But once again, uh, this whole like cyberbullying crap that's being I'm sorry it is what it is it's crap going on because some people cannot handle criticism and a lot of times it is just people being critical of other people's ideas if someone's being critical of your idea and being hey look you're wrong I don't think that I don't think you understand what, what you think you know and you're like ah oh, bullying that's not bullying that's you not being able to take criticism so we have to distinguish what is bullying right now because no I don't really know what bullying is anymore because it's so broad right now that like me lightly touching you on the shoulder. Ah, why are you bullying me and pushing me? Could be considered that as well. So I do like this. I do like the whole, um, you know, anonymity and allowing people to, you know, just express their thoughts and their ideas without, um, without preju prejudice or without people going, oh, this person, he's a terrible person. I mean, because... To be honest with you, it's not really the left that's having a problem with being uh, supposedly shadow banned or banned out, uh, outright. It's been more of the right-leaning people that have been shadow banned and banned outright. Supposedly shadow banned, I should say, because can't really confirm or deny that. So we'll not say it's a conf it, it, it's being confirmed, but there is uh, accusations of that, especially on Twitter. And so we do need to come to grab. Uh, grips with the fact that these really popular, really big social networks don't really care about free speech whatsoever. If they ever put anything that talks about hate speech in whatever their message is, they don't care about free speech. 
don't ever listen. If they talk, if they say hate speech too much, they don't care. All right, moving on to Yahoo. Oh, looks like Yahoo is going to be finally bringing out its Q and A site, the mobile. Yes, it's going to be called Yahoo Answers now. Now it's only really in the beta format right now, so you can't really get can't really download it without getting a uh, invite. So you have to get an invite to actually use it. Also, it is only for iOS, so Android users can't use it. But you have Cora anyways, so that's just as good or even better. Um, this is Yahoo's slow trek to becoming more mobile friendly or mobile first, uh, as it really grapples with well, it not being very good anyways. Um, so you have that. You have a way. Of, you have an alternative to the question and answer sites, but I mean, you also had Jelly anyways, so. Really, it's depending on what you really want out of it. I like Cora. I think Cora is a really great site, so that's my uh, that's what I prefer. But also, Jelly is also a really good alternative as well. Yahoo Answers it could be good, but I don't really use Yahoo in that way. I kind of use it just to look at news. That's really how I all that's how I look at it. It's kind of like seeing an overview of news. Usually, news I don't agree with anyways, but still seeing just an overview of it. I don't really go for it for answers. That's where I usually go to Quora or some other place like that. I don't really go for that. Now, a lot of people may go for that. Now, for Yahoo Answers, you have to understand that these are just people that are going to answer your questions. So you're going to have to pick the good from the bad um, from these answers, and they may not always be right. So take it with a grain of salt, as always, but even uh, experts can be wrong, too, every once in a while. But yeah, take it with a grain of salt, as always, and you can kind of get an overview of what people think about a certain subject as well. So it could, it could be really good research, or topical research, I should say. So don't make it official. Oh, I have these official research, but topical sentiment, like getting people's feelings, uh, ideas off of a certain subject, could be actually a really good study on that as well. Um, but to be honest with you, I don't really look for that. I don't really look to Yahoo for answers in any capacity whatsoever. Uh, that's another thing for it. But yeah, it's still in its beta format, so if you really want to do it, just get an invite, and then you may or may not be able to get an invite. It really depends. All right, so Facebook launched uh, Insta Games, or Instant Games. Insta Games? It could be working, you know, it's Instagram. But it launched Instant Games for Messenger. So this means that when you're, you know, texting your friend on Messenger, you can play games with them, like Pac-Man or Centipede or one of the old school ones or Word with Friends or anything else. Um, but yeah, you can actually play it now. It's live. There's a few games that are interesting, but um, yeah, you really have to make sure that your friend wants to play with you um, and not, you know, completely just go, oh, you're going to play with me and be like, oh, hey, whoa, dude. Whoa, whoa. I just don't want to do that with you. I think you're a cool guy and all, but nope. Um, but yeah, there's, if you want to know the list, the list is Pac-Man, Shuffle Card, Car, Cats Mini, uh, Word A Lot, Zookeeper, Track and Field 100 Meter, Brick Pop, Bust a Move Blitz, 2020 Connect, Templar 2048, The Tribes Puzzle Rush, Hex uh, FRVR, Word with Friends, Frenzy, Arc Annoyed, Endless Lake, Everwing, Space Invasion, Space Invaders, don't know why I couldn't say that, um, and Galga, which are some of the old school ones, but yes, you can now do that, and you'll, and be on the lookout for more of these coming up, because that's what it wants. The other interesting thing is that Facebook really does want to own your time. That is their main push, their main rush to it, is to own your time. This is another 
slow march to owning your time, making sure you don't leave Facebook whatsoever, even though I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be leaving it because it's it's Facebook. I mean, seriously, the sentiment for Facebook's not very high. It may be the popular one because, well, it got there because it was cool, but right now it's not very cool, and so take it for what it is. That's all I'm saying about that. All right, moving on to uh, Riddell's uh, new email client, Spark, is finally on Mac OS. That's right. The one that's very popular on uh, iOS is now on Mac OS. It has some interesting features, as always, like smart uh, search features, snooze features as well. Um, you can really personalize it to your own liking as well. It also has uh, natural language for search or to search, which is another great thing because that's one of the big things now for search is natural language. Um, so you can find all the different types of stuff. Uh, so it looks really great. It looks really clean. However, if you don't have a Mac, you can't get it, which is unfortunate because I think Spark could be really big on, let's say, Windows 10 and Android as well and have a really good connection with that as well. However, they're not on there yet or ever. But um, if you're really looking for an email client that's modern and has a lot of advanced features, this could be it for you. However, a lot of these features are on, let's say, Gmail as well. So, like I said, it really depends on what you want from an email client. It's very going to be... Email clients now are going to be very more personalized than they are going to be anything else. So if you don't like the flavor of it, you go to something else. It's usually, usually how it is. All right, bad news for GoPro. They are, well, they're cutting 15% of their workforce and restructuring their efforts. So GoPro had this media uh, division that really never panned out. Plus, with problems with their drones, they just really have not... Well, they've just not been having a good year so far. So they've cut 50% of their workforce and helping restructuring to be a more competitive business right now because that's what they need to be. They need to kind of own a certain type of space, which they're not owning anything right now. They're kind of adrift right now, it seems like. But I'm hopeful that they're going to get back to where they need to be. I think GoPros are really good. I think they're really great for what they do. It's just that the company needs to realign itself and have a better message. Because right now, it kind of has a mixed mess of messages. And it's kind of missing the boat, I think, in a lot of ways. And so it needs to really get down to where it's core again and figure out what it is again. Because you always have to do this. You always have to do... The comp companies in general or brands in general have to do a lot of soul searching every once in a while because you got to figure out what's been going on, what's wrong, why are things going the way they are. It's just... It's the nature of life and business. you got to do it with yourself. you got to do it with your business. All right. Dub Smash, the ever-popular dubbing a lip-sync video app, has raised a pretty good amount. It raised about $9 million in Series uh, B funding, which is always good. Now, the reason why I talk about this a little bit is because you all need to know like what's going on with their financials because it, it's important to know if they're going to be around for another year or not. Uh, that's always an important thing. Now, Dub Smash has been popular. It's been a surprise hit since last year. However, apps like Music Musical.ly and other ones and Snapchat as well has kind of... Um, kind of uh, encroach on the territory. And so it did cut a little bit of its workforce, about 7% of it, and then it's been restructuring and trying to figure out uh, which way to go about with uh, making it more profitable. And they're on their march to actually being, oh, sorry, it was 20% of their um, workforce. I want to actually get that right. It's about seven employees, but 20% of the workforce because they're such a small company. 
But they are slowly uh, marching on to become more uh, profitable, so they don't have to do all these uh, series uh, funding rounds and try to raise funds, uh, because that can be a little difficult. Eventually, some probably investors are like, okay, what's really going on here? Are you actually going to monetize this, or are you just, you know, asking for money, hopefully, to hopefully <laughs> just get more money just because? That's all I have to say about that. Duh. All right, so Prisma launched video, a live video kind of um, overlays to make it look more artful for your live videos. And Facebook was like, nope, well, you're done. So their policy was like they stripped them. They basically cut off their API access. So you cannot do it anymore. So um, Prisma is upset about this, and rightfully so. The problem is, is that Facebook thinks that Prisma does this, that it's cannibalizing on its live video format, which I don't think it actually is. I think this was actually helping their live video, and I think Facebook is stupid for actually doing this. Like I said before, I am not a fan of Facebook. I think a lot of their practices are dumb, stupid, nefarious, and they really need to change it, but they're not going to change it because they're the biggest ones so far. However, this one just seems like a, oh, well, yeah, they shouldn't be, have been doing this, and because we have Masquerade and we're trying to do something like that, we're just going to cut off their access but say that they um, they went against our term, uh, terms and service and our privacy policy, and even though they really didn't, they're going to do that and be stupid about it. I mean, seriously, just let them do it. If you have a better product, let your better product win. I mean, you could showcase why... Capitalism actually works and competitiveness actually works, but you're not you're going to be more of a protectionist Inside your own thing and which is fine. It's a private business, but I could still be uh, questionable about their practices uh, And instead you decide no, I'm not gonna do this So I'm pretty sure Prisma is gonna figure out and they are probably gonna figure out a new way of doing this They're gonna be launching more social features because the, what they need to do now is not be beholden to these other social networks that are not very friendly with new upcoming things. I think Facebook is scared because of la of what Snapchat has done to them and since they copy everything they do, uh, Facebook doesn't want another upstart to do anything to its own live video, even though I think it was actually helping it out a bit as well. But if you think that just because something makes it artful is cannibalizing it, it probably isn't. It probably would have made a whole new character uh, category for your own live video of artful videos type of a thing and having more of an artful filter on it and maybe if they got their features enough have the community actually make their own artful uh, categories or artful filters as well and then you got more engagement that way see I'm already thinking way ahead of you Facebook and you still don't get it sometimes I always wonder the free speech is another big problem with me with you and this one these two things I just never get about you and I probably never won't but since you're the big dog you can do what you want and it's fine that's that's what you do and I can do I can either not use you as much which I don't really as much and use something else like mine.com or um, Twitter or snapchat or anything else because why would I want to use something like that when you're gonna be this way I mean be honest with you i don't think they were doing anything to cannibalize their live video i just think it was just a crappy explanation to get them off and that's that's my opinion about it all right my tumblrites 
if you are thinking about starting a new blog, well, fi you'll finally have Secure Connection or SSL or HTTPS, which is a secure connection. So there's that as well. So Tumblr has finally got onto the you know whole you know make your connection secure thing on your websites, and so new ones will have this default on it now instead of you know waiting a couple of years. Now Twitter and everybody else has kind of already gotten on the boat and jumped on it a little early. Tumblr really didn't do it very well. It took them about two years, which I find interesting that it took them this long to actually do it. Um, but Tumblr is Tumblr. It's not as popular as it used to be. I think once Yahoo bought it, that that kind of was the death of it. That's that's my opinion about that. I think it was the death of Tumblr because it's just not as popular as it used to be. I think WordPress, Medium, um, those two are probably the more popular blogs uh, sites out there right now. Blogger used to be, but not so much anymore. Tumblr used to be, but not so much anymore. And I'm kind of, to be honest with you, a lot of people just don't go there because of a lot of. Uh, Interesting theories that come out of that. That's why I come Tumblrites because they come out with uh, you know new genders all the time, and it's kind of dumb because there's only two. I don't care what you think. There's still only two. All right, moving on to Google launches a new app maker. Yes, so Google is on its tirade or not tirade, but it's on its march to do a lot more drag and drop low coding type of a thing to you know be competitive about it. So this this is another way and this is only for the G Suite um, users. So if you're using the free stuff you're not going to be able to get this. But it allows you to make, you know, type of inventory apps or any type of apps that you need some uh, data but you don't really want to, you know, have to like recreate something and, you know, go back to the drawing board basically create something really quick, really simple, really nice, and kind of use a lot of the features from the G Suite features as well. Um, so you can do like a, lo a lot of locations of like different types of locations that's from your stores. Uh, maybe reviews, maybe inventory tracking, whatever it is. This is a way of doing it quickly, easily, and serverless as they're trying to say it. And I think it's great. I, but, I, but I will say this once again, just like their uh, website maker, it's going to be very light on features because that's how Google works. That's how Google functions. They bring it out with light features and they eventually roll out a lot more features along the way. That's just how it is. All right, I'm gonna go, go a little bit more to my main um, topic right now. It's gonna be still with social media and, well, let's get on to why I'm gonna be talking more about so free speech, hate speech, and why social media companies just don't understand it in, any sense of the word. So Reddit is once again a little bit of trouble. Uh, let's go back. So during the election, uh, or during the run-up to the election, I should say, there was a subreddit for Donald Trump. And, well, let's just say a lot of the tech people don't like Donald Trump. Actually, most of the tech people, besides Peter Thiel, who's probably the only one that I know of that was a firm Trump supporter, most of them did not like Donald Trump. They were Team Hillary for stupidity reasons. Um... But and I say that because I never found an actual credible reason why they were. It's just because of uh, the left is over here, so let's go over here. I'm like, that sounds like group thinking. That sounds like really smart people being really dumb for no reason at all. But it's also San Francisco and Silicon Valley, so it's just predominantly left for reasons. Because guess what California is, and that's why I hate my state. Because of that. 
we just don't think very much. There's a lot of things we don't do very well. But anyways, um, moving moving back to it. So what he did was that he kind of went into more. He altered uh, comments and made it look like the real Donald Trump or one of the uh, moderators was saying things he really didn't type or say and just doing some really dumb things. He never really said he did it and eventually he backtracked and said he actually did it. And so this is what he's going, this is what's going to happen now. So now he said, yes, I screwed up. Yes, I'm sorry about it. Yes, it shouldn't happen. Um, the thing is, is that now they're going to be trying to fight quote unquote abuse. The problem is, is the way he's talking about it is I don't think he understands how to heal the country. So this is this is what he said, um, kind of about it. So uh, this is this is the r backslash the underscore Donald. Um, this is kind of how all the incidents started, and there was another um, subreddit about F the CEO, which he didn't like too much. Um, but he said that's, that, uh, that this subreddit's going to have the sticky feature to push its post uh, up. The site ranking will will be removed from the all, and, the ma- and basically that's a major section, so it won't be getting any traction. Um, so basically they're saying, well, we want to heal this country, but if you're going to um, if you're going to be this per this 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 subreddit, it's not going to be able to have their voice. But we're going to try to heal the country but not allow them to speak because that apparently is so logical. So let's, let's, this is what he said. So more than anything, I want Reddit to heal. I want our country to heal. And although many of you have asked us to ban the, the, the underscore Donald outright, it is with this spirit of healing that I've resisted doing so. If there is anything about this election that we have learned is that there are communities that feel alienated and just want to be heard. And Reddit has always been a place where those voices can be heard. The punishment for users identified by the the company will range from warning to timeouts to outright bans. And will continue to take on the most troublesome users and going forward. If we want to not see the situation improve, we will continue to take privileges from communities who users continually cross line up to an outright ban. So basically what the here's my problem. You're gonna you're you're basically gonna disallow this community to not be able to post on uh, on the all or have the sticky functions removed so they can't really voice their opinion to the whole community and the whole community cannot see their outrage and so you're never really gonna be healing it. You're just gonna be enforcing the echo chamber. I don't really understand why these companies don't understand free speech all of a sudden. They did way back in the past where they're like, free speech, let them speak. They have a right to speak. Now all of a sudden now, no, no, you said the wrong thing. I'm not going to let you speak. Here's what I'm going to do. You're banned. Um, your sticky note features is revoked. Um, we're going to just mess around with your ads. Uh, we're going to shadow ban you for a bit. And then it'll just outright ban you because, well, you think the wrong way. I don't understand this. I get if you don't like their opinions. That's totally fine. But the problem is, and I understand this is a private company. The problem I have with private companies trying to use free speech as a pulpit in the beginning and then coming back and taking away the pulpit and saying, nope, we don't really want this anymore, is hypocritical, is stupid, and they need to come clean about it. They don't care about it. They care about hate speech, whatever the hell that means. I don't even understand what that means anymore. 
And once again, and I keep on saying this time and time again, hate speech is protected speech. By the Supreme Court, they said, look, it's protected. If no one is being attacked or is being, or there's no violence being created or there's no call to action to violence, it's protected. Why are we having this conversation to this day? I could probably blame it on my generation being stupid enough not to understand that it's actually protected speech and we need to stop this complete runaround of whatever the hell this actually is anymore. I'm sick and tired of people saying hate speech like they know what exactly what it is and not really knowing what it is because you know what? You don't really know what it is. You don't. If you don't like the speech, great. Move along. Go somewhere else. I had to deal with it in college with like religious nuts and the... All these people are going to go to hell and be like, oh, we got to stand up to them. Like, just walk away. If you walk away, they won't do anything. They have no voice anymore. They have no community anymore. They have no attention anymore. When you walk away, guess what? They have nothing to say anymore. When you go and you try to be louder than the other person, guess what? That spurs them on to do it more. Just allow them to speak. Allow them to say their good idea, bad idea, terrible idea, whatever, and let the idea fall on its face. Don't... When you suppress it, you're only telling them that they are on the right track or that there is something valid in what they say. That is the only thing that you're telling them. Say, oh, I'm so offended. I don't care if you're offended. Your feelings do not matter to me whatsoever. Especially when ideas are on the line, especially when facts are on the line, I really don't care. I want to know the facts. I want to know if this is actually true or not. I don't care. Well, I feel great. You feel. I feel too. It's it's part of life. You have to deal with your feelings too. Problem is that a lot of these social media companies just do not get it and still keep on digging themselves their own hole, their own holes where they're going to basically be chasing their users off to other sites that are saying, hey, look. We agree with you on your free speech. We agree with you that you should say whatever you want. Just don't harass. Don't dox. Don't uh, don't call the acts of violence of saying I'm going to kill you when you're asleep. Don't do anything like that. But as long as you can say whatever you want, whatever hateful bile comes out of your mouth, you can say it because that's your that's your opinion, right or wrong. It's your opinion, and people will say, "Nope, you're wrong." Now let's move on. And hate speech is such a terrible counter-argument that just doesn't make any sense anymore. Oh, it's hate speech. Okay. Well, I guess what you told me was hate speech because it hurt my feelings. Oh, sometimes. I just want to just bury my face. Bury my face in my, <laughs> in my bed. My pillow go, no, why? Why did you, Why did this happen? Alright, let's move on to um, some interesting other things in tech news. Fedora, which is a Linux um Kind of Linux created kernel installation process experience, I should say. It's probably one of the best ones out there right now. It looks a little bit more easy. It's more user-friendly than the other ones. Um, you don't have to, you know, go go get the iOS file and then, you know, copy it onto a uh, USB uh, and then fire up the creation. You know, it, it's, it's a lot easier. It's a lot nicer. It's a lot cleaner to actually do, which is great because I actually really want to see Linux become just as popular as the other two as well. Or, the other three, maybe. Uh, I mean, if you want Chrome OS, but it's kind of a Linux kernel anyways. That's what I want to see, because I think Linux is a really great um, operating system. It's just a lot more intensive, and it doesn't have a lot of uh, programs written for it. And that's the other big problem about 
for the adoption rate. If you don't have a lot of programs written for it, no one really wants to use it. But I love that uh, Fedora is an easy-to-use uh, installation process or, insta or media writer, I should say, and allows you to use other kernels as well. Um, it does have some little um, glitches or little like weird things happen here and there, but for the most part, it's a pretty easy, easier to use media writer than the other ones out there as well. So I say check it out and see if you actually like it. All right, so I fix it. Uh, the ever popular uh, <laughs> deconstruction place where they deconstruct a lot of tech uh, decided you know tear down the Microsoft Surface Studio. Yes, the big, nice-looking um, desktop touchscreen. Uh, they decided to take it down, and basically, lo and behold, it's not very easy to take apart or to fix. Um, there are some interesting tidbits about it. Uh, first of all, the looks like there is an SSD. It's not really a hybrid, but more of two SSD drives in there instead. Um, so that's an interesting thing. However, replacing those isn't that easy as well. Um, there's also an ARM architecture, or ARM um, a CPU as well in there. It's the 32-bit Cortex-M7 processor. It basically helps drive the visuals a little bit more. So there's two technically two processors there as well. Um, so it looks very interesting. Unfortunately, it's not very um, DIY computer friendly because I guess DIY is now part of tech or it could be under the umbrella of tech. But it's not very, it's not in there very much as well. It's more for the people that love the Macs and love kind of the pre-built stuff. Um, but if you, but it's a very nice looking thing. I was blown away by their uh, conference about this as well. Um, so if you're looking for it, you can pre-order it, uh, but you're going to have to wait till early 2017 for that one, which is coming up soon, actually. Very, very soon. All right, Google is testing out a new card-based uh, layout for the Play Store. That's right, they're kind of testing a little, a, little, um, a little redesign. It's not too much of a redesign where it looks more like card-based, like what you kind of get from Google now. I mean, you switch back and forth. Um, but they're just testing it out right now. It's not really uh, going to be out there in the wild, but it looks very interesting. and looks more towards the material design that Google's uh, main design uh, layout is for everything. They've been doing it with all their new programs or uh, websites as well. So it should be interesting to see if they're actually going to launch that. But I, I, I like it. I kind of like the little flipping back and forth card system. I think it's actually a great idea. Also... And as always, and I always say this time and time again, be sure you protect your phone with an antivirus program just to be a little extra precautious. So there's a Gulligan worm that uh, well, basically compromises your Google accounts, and it's compromised about 1 million Google accounts. Now let me say this before, if you only download from the Play Store, you're pretty much okay, you're safe. If you go onto other sites, that's where you run into a lot of problems because the problem is that Android is a very open or more open op mobile operating system than iOS, and so this is where it runs into problems. Now, Google's always had problems with it's the ghost push. It's been around for about two years. It's kind of had a new variant called the Gooligan, which basically kind of um, it basically compromises your Google account and then uh, starts to download some things that you may actually not want it to download because you won't know and then it gives you annoying pop-ups that will never go away which is even more annoying now it really only has a problem with jelly bean kit kat and lollipop marshmallow which is the one before it or the one that most people are a good portion are using and nougat which is the newest one which i have are immune to it or there's not many well there's probably not many as many people using it 
So there's that. So make sure, as always, to update your phone. Make sure it's updated as much as it can be, and make sure that you are not going to any place that you are not sure has, well, protected apps that aren't nefarious and have worms and all these other fun stuff that you don't want. Because that's the biggest problem right now. Um, it's scary, but like I said, if you have, like, Lookout or um, Vast or one of those other ones out there, McAfee, you could use as well, um, and you just make sure that that is protected, you should be fine. And you make sure that you only go to Google Play Store and only download from there. You should be fine. So this is not a big thing. All right, apps and programs to try out this week. So I put the... the Insta games on Messenger as well, and I already talked about it a little bit, but it's something to try out with your friends. Um, there's also one for you creatives out there called Vocal, where it's a social network for content creators and people to amplify their voice and get rewarded for it. So, if you're the type of person that really wants to, you know, up your content game or have a lot of great content that you think should be recognized, this is, this is a place for you to actually figure out. So, there's a built in audience, uh, there's something called a create. There's a way to create smarter content. There's It's SEO optimized. You can monetize your content. And you can grow your audience at the same time. So check it out if you want to. It's called Vocal. All right, are you one of those people that, um, well, gets has to unfollow people? I don't know. You could be one of those people. Well, there is a Chrome, uh, Chrome extension called Twitter unfollow will allow you to easily unfollow people with just uh, download this and we'll have a button there for you so you can mass unfollow if you want. Um, you know, you can choose between mass unfollow, you can mass unfollow a whole bunch of people if you really feel like you need to, follow, to unfollow people. Really, I have not unfollowed or blocked very many people. I think for the four years or more, I think it's more, I think it's eight years? Yeah, it's eight years I've been on Twitter. I think I've only blocked like three people. Yeah, I don't block very many people because I don't really need to. But yeah, it's there for that. You can download it if you want to. All right, there's another one here that you should check out. It's called Store, S-K-O-R-E. It's basically, if Evernote met Pinterest, um, it kind of has a very Pinterest style with it with uh, basically sharing or uh, collecting articles that you may want to read later, kind of like Pocket or maybe some notes that you want to do as well. So you can create, organize, and share content in one place. Um, there's a free account, so you can just sign up for free as well, but there's also pricing, and the pricing will give you a little bit more, um, a little more options. So there is, for Teams, WiseUp, $2 per user per month. There's Dropbox integration, Dropbox Google Drive integration, Google Drive and Google... SOS, private spaces, team management, user roles, custom domain, brand customization, and offline reading API as well. The free one um, will be Slack integration up to uh, upload size 20 megabytes, unlimited spaces, unlimited content, unlimited users. So you have that as well. And now for my um, podcasting peeps, there is a new um, program out there called Zencaster, which is a high fidelity podcasting. So you record your remote interviews in, in studio quality, uh, simple send a link and receive a separate track per guest as well. And there is different pricings for it. It will record in a lossless wave. It will have a soundboard for live editing, built in VoIP, uh, cloud drive integration, auto automatic uh, post production. Um, now, like I said before, there is a free-ish plan um, that you can do. Um, it allows you to up to two guests 
for the free plan, uh, record eight hours per month, record high quality MP3 and pay per use post-production. The $20 a month um, is unlimited guests, unlimited recording, live editing, soundboard, record in high quality MP3, record in uh, 16-bit 41.1K wave, and 10 hours of automatic post-production per month. And then you have the $120 one, which is all professional features, manage multiple shows, aggregated analytics, and an advertiser matching as well. But that's coming soon. Um, so check it out. This is probably the best alternative for people that do a lot of uh, interviews, especially if it's not always in person. You have that option as well. All right. And that is the end of Digital Coffee. I'm all out. Yep. I just I looked at my coffee cup and it just wasn't there. No more coffee. I know. Uh, but anyways, thanks you guys for tuning in. Please sure to subscribe to Digital Coffee on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Acast, Auto Radio as well. Also, um, be sure to follow Digital Coffee on Twitter, DigitalCO77EE, at Facebook, Digital Coffee Podcast, Instagram, Digital Coffee Podcast, YouTube, Digital Coffee Podcast, Player.me, Digital Coffee. Um, and as always, if you like these podcasts, please consider supporting me on Patreon and on uh, Podbean. And I also have Discord and Slack um, communities, or I'm trying to build up those communities as well for people to talk about gaming and tech because I really want people to still keep on talking about it. And as always, I do have some great t-shirts and coffee mugs and a hoodie on the store, so pick up one and show off your techiness as well. All right, guys, join me on uh, Friday when I talk about gaming news on Gamers Cafe. It's going to be fun. All right, guys, have a great rest of your Thursday. Later. Later.